Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, Scale Your Business listeners. So in this segment, Jeff and I are going to be talking about how to scale the top leverage points to scale a service business. Let's face it. When you think about the different types of businesses that you can own, from a product-based business to a manufacturing company to uh, uh, an online business or, or different firms, service businesses have probably the highest incidence of having the owner of the business get caught in that self-employment trap where they're so busy doing the job of their business where so many decisions and key movements in the business come back to them that they really don't have freedom. They, they feel like they have a sense of control, but they burn out. And you see it five, ten years. Now, I'll start off with a quick story. Then, Jeff, we're going to talk about these leverage points to scale a service business. So we'll start off with the story Jeff, um, of Mark Hua. So Mark and his wife, Diana, own a service business in, in Oceanside, California. And they, they own this business, and they've owned it for over a decade. When we first ran into Mark, he was basically burnt out. He was ready to throw up his hands. I mean, he was working 70-plus hours a week. The business worked. It was growing slowly, 4 3 4% per year. And for him, he felt like everything needed to be done by him. He'd work all day long in the business, and then on the evenings and on Saturdays, he would spend time actually doing all the other administrative and, and bookkeeping needs of the business when he felt like he had time to do his invoicing and other things. And I want to just fast forward here. Three years later, he's taken his business from 750000 a year in sales to over $1.5 million. Um, he's working 35, 40 hours a week, so he's reduced his working hours essentially in half. And so the first leverage point I want to talk about, Jeff, is this idea that when we start a service business, more than any other kind, it seems like, Initially, the, the work was done by the owner. So leverage point number one is this idea of developing a better system to hire and manage other people to come in to produce work. I wonder if you can just comment on this idea of how you not just hire one or two good people, but you're actually, as you're scaling a, a service business, hiring, uh, creating a hiring system and a management system to actually put those people to work productively and also to make sure that you can find your next and your next hire the right way. Share some thoughts on that. Sure. So, you know, one of the things that gets left behind, in this, especially in the service business, as you said, when I, the business owner, am so busy, busy rendering the service, and sometimes I don't want somebody else to render it because the way I do it is the best way. Here's the problem. Nowhere have I captured that expertise, uh, the concept of an expert system. You know, the, the point is if you could clone yourself, uh, and, you know, tell that clone what to do, what would you tell it? How do you capture the knowledge and the expertise? How do you document, or not how do you, take the time to actually sit down and write down these, these, all the expertise, write down the process, write down the techniques, write down the tips and the tools? You have to encapsulate somewhere in writing that magic that you have, your own secret sauce, the way you do things. But we used to tell people, is to think about creating a document. If a new person did walk in one day and you had to walk out, or God forbid something happened to you and you weren't in the business or available to work, what document could you hand somebody that they could say, I just need to follow this step-by-step guide, all the tips, techniques, tools, everything I need to know is in here, and I can do a pretty good job. And as I start to do it, a job is, is, do the job as well as you can. But they don't do that. Business owners don't document what they do. They don't detail their expertise. They don't write those tips down. They just do them all the time. So that's the first step. 
uh, of leverage in, in, in systems is to document your expertise and capture it. You know, when you talk about that, I know we talk about expert systems in Chapter 8 of Scale, and one of the things you bring up really important is that first step is just to to, to do the baseline system, which is just to write out step one, step two, step three, almost like your recipe, so that somebody who came in with a basic level of knowledge, if it's a skilled area or no knowledge, if it's not a skilled area, could follow that recipe and get a, a reasonable result. And we talk about this idea of in version two and three of the system, then you can start looking at not just the, the process layer of the system, you know, the recipe, but you can actually start looking at the, the format layer. And so, for example, I'll give an example. So, you know, one of the clients we coach. Part of that first step in defining that layer is the time and motion study. It's actually taking the time to make a list of literally, if you, if somebody followed you around for an entire week and watched everything you do, what is that list? What are all the tasks that have to get done? So the first thing we have to do is that time and motion study where we sit down, and that's what David was talking about as a process layer, making the list of all the processes. What, what does it take to run this company? What are all the steps that we do all the time? And most business owners do that stuff, and they can do it. It's sort of like telling somebody if you're, you're driving to your friend's house, and I know how to get there. I just can't tell you the names of any of the streets. I do it all the time. I know where to turn left. I know where to turn right, but I couldn't write the streets down. Well, guess what? You have to, or no one else will ever be able to find their way there. So part of defining that process layer is taking the time, stop your work, do a time and motion study, and say, here, create, here is the list of everything it takes to run the business, all the tasks we do, and what's involved in them. That's the first step in defining that layer is, is documenting all that. Jeff, hearing you say that makes a lot of sense. And I'll go one step further. Now that you've got that baseline layer, what it allows you to do is to say, okay, how can we now refine that baseline layer? So it's not just a, a word doc that says step one, step two, like a, a recipe but that it actually might include other things like, you know, the pictures that show you how to do something, screenshots on a database, how to use it, or maybe it's a, an audio training on something. One of the clients we work with, uh, Brad and Tony, have an insurance business, and they do commercial insurance. And every year they have to do annual renewals for their clients and their business. And this is a major undertaking for their clients. They're doing health care benefits and workers' comp for companies with about 100 to 500 employees. And so this process was something that Tony was the expert inside her business at. This past year, one of the things they've done is not only just write out how to do that, but Tony sits there with her master checklist, and once a week she spends an hour training on one or two sub-points of that master checklist. Her assistant, Janelle, audio records that training. She takes the, the audio file and renames it to match the exact name of that step from the checklist, puts both the Word doc notes that Janelle types up, the audio file, in a training folder so that next year when this comes through, they have part of this training system for what their master process is. And by focusing in on the, the few three or four systems in your company that have an oversized impact, it allows you to invest the energy to take that system and make it better and better. But, Jeff, let's turn to feast or famine. I think one of the other leverage points for a service business that's scaling is this idea of how do I systematize my lead generation and my lead conversion? Because so many of the early sales were generated from the owner of the business. Talk about that for a moment, if you would. Well, by the way, you know, to answer that and to, and to sort of point back to something you said in terms of the techniques when you talked about audio, 
uh, we sort of evolved today. Everybody's got a, a video camera in their hand, right? Every single cell phone can actually <laughs> shoot videos. So we started to realize that in many cases, even going out, so here's one of the things that I did at one point. I went with the best, our best salesperson. I went with my best sales guy. I took my phone, and while he was giving the best sales pitch of any of our salespeople because of certain style points and things that he does, I just turned my phone camera on. It didn't disrupt the meeting. I videotaped his sales pitch, and instead of me waving my hands around and pointing, I went back and said, watch this, study it. It's like a quarterback studying game films, right? And I said, look what he did when the client said this. Look how he presented that. Look where he stopped. So there's a lot of simple techniques uh, of, of, you know, again, of, in effect, cloning and sharing your best salesperson, your best sales technique. What you're trying to build, of course, in the end is really a script, right? Because you'd like to have the script. You'd like your, and I don't, I don't mean to be negative on it, but you'd like your your worst or your least successful salesperson to be able to emulate your best salesperson. So what we did was when we collected some video of the best salesperson, we turned that not only to training, but we turned that into scripts so our lead generators could emulate what was working in the field, and we constantly updated that, right? Let's everybody be that. the best salesperson in the company. I love that. I'm going to plus that one way here. On this feast or famine cycle, one of the biggest causes that I see is that you get so busy doing the work that you've created that you stop the sales and marketing that generates more business and your pipeline starts to empty. Then you panic and start to go out there and do the lead generation and scramble to find more clients. And so it's this feast or famine that causes you to never have any momentum. So one tip I'll give to every listener out here who has a service business, if you don't, schedule a marketing calendar that goes at least for the quarter, if not for the full year. And you can create this what I call an evergreen where that means you can reuse campaigns over and over. And the idea is if you've got it on a calendar, the chances are that you won't completely stop your marketing, even when you get really busy. Because if you stop the marketing, what happens is you have this big growth of business, then it shrinks. And it makes it really hard to predict cash flow, which A, is scary for you, the business owner, and B, makes it hard for you to predict so you don't know how to invest in terms of staffing, or in terms of future marketing. So you've always got to keep a minimal level of your marketing going. Jeff, do you, if you take maybe 15 seconds to comment on that very thing, if you want to, before we head to our next break. Uh, I think you covered that pretty thoroughly. I don't know what else I can add in 15 seconds. <laughs> I love it. This is the first time I want you as listeners to know. This is probably the first time in, in years since I've known him that I've thrown Jeff a curveball. I love it that he couldn't catch. He's remarkable. I, I throw it high. I throw it low. His glove is everywhere on the field. I love it, but that's okay. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk specifically about scaling professional service firms and how to overcome the top obstacles to growing a service, professional service firm, doctor, lawyer, accountant, engineering firm. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio. We're your co-hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman, and you're listening to WSRadio.com. We'll be right back. 